Oh, you're ready to go, bro? Oh, yeah, bro. I'm good to go, bro. We went all out, but it wasn't that good. Oh, yeah, you better be good, though, bro. I mean, that's like the that's the broiest fraggle ever is go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Uber, yeah. Uber, 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 bro, fraggle. <laughs> oh, boober, boober. Yeah. Okay, so it's Gobo, Boober, Wembley, Red, and I always forget the other girl. Oh, um. Uh... The, like the hippie one, yeah, the tall kind of hippie one. Yeah, Mobley sounds something, or maybe Mogi. I think it's Mogi. No, I don't think it's a G. No, because Mobley is the kid from the the uh, the whatever that the no. Jungle Book. Oh, no, that's Mowgli. Yeah, but I think it's Mogi or Mogi. Let's see no. here. Let me look. Fraggle Rock. I'm gonna cheat. Uh, Moki, yeah, Moki Fraggle. Okay, no, it was Red, Moki, Gobo, Wembley, and Boober. And traveling, and let us not forget of uh, traveling, traveling Uncle Ned. Yeah, which I always thought it was funny how Fraggles were supposed to be this uh, secret, or, or excuse me, traveling Uncle Matt. Tra- you know, Fraggles are always supposed to be the secret, yet tra- uh, you know, traveling Uncle Matt was just always in plain sight. Just, yeah, uh, he went to the China, uh, the Wall of China, and yeah, skiing on one, and yeah, traveling because he'd always leave, he'd always send Gobo a postcard of where he went. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that was going to be podcast gold because now you get to hear us put on sheets. <laughs> That's right. Okay. You got to wait five minutes. Oh, you still haven't seen the, uh, the, the streaming specials, have you? No, because they're on Paramount. Yeah. Well, you got the code. Use it. Because pee-pee plays a big role in those. <laughs> That's like the whole idea of the streaming, you know. <laughs> well, but where does the Karen part come in? It's, well, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> just because Stan becomes a total, or not Stan, uh, Randy becomes a total Karen. Yeah, he's a total Karen. I want to see your manager! <laughs> Oh God! Uh, <laughs> and the PP. <pee-pee. laughs> uh, the one I just watched the one with uh, the airsoft where they they get their own teenagers. I remember it's been forever since I've seen. They, they get into airsoft, but then they realize there are teenagers there. Oh yeah, there's like I don't care, God, whatever, <laughs> bro, bro. How do I make ramen, <laughs> bro? Oh. God. Oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Jimbo, <This is> hard. <laughs> hard. Airsoft rifle. Oh, uh, bro, I need help with homework. <laughs> you know, I I realized I got another th- I got another order from Darren. I have not. O- I haven't even opened 
the last four he's sent me because that's how far behind. I wow, sounds like you need Marvel Unlimited, bro. It wouldn't help if I had that in it. Just I just don't have time to read comics anymore. Yeah, you it's do. Not- you can read them on the train. I don't take the train. You can read them while you drive. I, that would I listen to podcasts you can, you while can, I drive. You can read them while you listen to podcasts. I do that. Yeah, you can read them while you eat a panini. I, I I listen to podcasts when I drive or when I'm in the shower or when I'm taking a dump. You can read them while you eat a little panini. <laughs> uh, get your tiny lady. <laughs> get your tiny toilet paper. Some tiny toilet paper. If I get hungry, I'll get a tiny panini. <laughs> um. All right, we've literally wasted <laughs> almost ten minutes. because I, I can't, I can't go anywhere to record. So you, my name is Caleb, and um, oh, my name is Caleb, bro, and this is Jeremiah, bro, and we're pros, bro. <laughs> they have no idea what, <laughs> what we're talking about. Mm. Oh, but anyhow, I'm Jeremiah, uh, and welcome to another episode of the Normal Show. Yes, and this time it won't be two hours long. Yeah, well, well, I don't know. We've already had we've already had a fifteen minute delay. Because... Yeah. That's not going in the show. That's <clears throat> yeah, it's gold, I tell Me, you. Um, do you remember my cat? Well, one of them actually. The, that was Carrie's cat, um, Isis. That's the one I, that that you guys lost in like the four in the woods or something when it rained. Well, no, or... no. One time it was raining and she took off, and I think she ended up in a storm drain and was like so fat she couldn't get out. Mm. Um, but. She one time I came home from work or Second City or something, and she was like hanging from the blinds cord. Mm. And she was just sitting there going like, nah, nah, nah. I was like, "Oh my god, you're so stupid!" Like those babies that you see on the warning signs. Yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god," and that cat was so stupid. She was like the stupidest cat I've yeah. ever seen. Well, I just always thought it was hilarious is that fat cat uh, who you hated at first, and now he's like your favorite cat. Yeah, well, because he acts like a normal cat. Like, all yeah. I had to do was get him used to me, because when we first got him, he had owners that were terrible to him. Yeah. And would just, all they did was fight. Like, yeah. anytime you tried to pet him, he would think that you were trying to fight him. Mm-hmm. And so I eventually had to kind of train him so that he understood that I'm only ever trying to pet him. Yeah. Um, well, even, even with me, I noticed like until I moved in with John or actually before it was before John, moved in, until I moved in with Kelly and she had a cat 
and I would smell like other cat, he was always kind of a to me too. <laughs> like, and then suddenly, like, I was like, oh, you, you smell like another cat. I guess you're okay now. And then, yeah. like, you're just let, like, yeah, I remember like him letting me just pick him up by his, like, underneath, like, where, like, I guess would be the equivalent of a cat's armpits and mm-hmm. just letting him hang. And he would do that. Like, normally cats kind of <laughs> freak out when you do that, but he would just let me do that. He'd just be like, mm hmm. <laughs> We're doing that. And that's why, that's why I was always like, like, Tokyo, it's my cats. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but yeah, uh, so um, like, share, and subscribe. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're already, we're already at the end of the show, huh? Um, we're all um, up here. I mean, we've officially started, right? I mean, do we... I, I, I don't care anymore. All right. Well, all right. Let's. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's let's start the show, everybody. Okay. So, um, I watched Prey over. The I week. I literally just watched. Prey. You just watched it. Prey. What yeah. a coincidence. Um. Since I told you to do it. Yeah. I um, told you, bro. Uh. But yeah. So uh, apparently, it was, was getting it was getting rave reviews, and people yeah. are saying it's the best one ever, even yeah. the original one. Which I don't know about that. Yeah, but I don't know about. I mean, it's. I would well, say. I would say one, this one, and then two, and then two is the only one other one I've watched. I haven't yeah. watched any. I, I've seen all the others, and yeah, that's that's a fairly <laughs> accurate depiction. Although, I mean, you do have you do get Bill Paxton in two, and you know it's always yeah. good to see him in a movie. Yeah, and, and uh, Gary Beauty Busey cut yeah, and Gary Busey so. going, "I'm going to save your," <laughs> <laughs> and then gets cut in half. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, and here's the funny thing that I that this is something I found really interesting <laughs> is that um, funny. they originally for like the Predator three movie, like they were because you know they had talked about how okay, what if we do one that that was the whole idea of showing that gun, which is an Easter egg in 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 Prey. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, whenever that the predator throws the throws the musket pistol to um, uh, to Danny Glover at the end of part two, that was basically a nod to like, oh, how about in the third one we go back to like colonial times or whatever, you know? Oh, <laughs> and that, and then of course at the time they're probably like, oh no, we're gonna, we're, well, that's whenever you know. So it was this kind was of the original plan then. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then sure. that got shelled because that's when around the time that alien versus predator was starting to become like a really popular uh, video game slash comic uh franchise and and the movies kind of stalled out for a while um you know they didn't really do another anything i think i I did i did watch that when alien versus predator and i think that's why i didn't watch any after that yeah and yeah and i i saw the shane black predator and like that one was not good um i guess that one was just called I think that one was the Predator because the yeah. first one is just called Predator. Well, yeah, anyway, it was like, it was like Suicide Squad and and the Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, in if this you case, put the, the, then it's different. Yeah, and in this case, the for the Predator, the difference wasn't good. And as in, and, you know, <laughs> with the, the well, Suicide Squad, it's a much saw, better movie. <laughs> I think it was Screen Rant. They put a little, they put out a little short video that was like, "Was Billy the the answer or a?" Uh, the descendant of Nauru. Oh, Bill, like, oh Billy like, why? The, because yeah. they're both Native American. That's yeah. kind of racist. <laughs> but um, also, I think she did a. I think Nauru put up quite more of a fight than Billy did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Billy yeah. just kind of like you don't even see it on camera. Like Billy just like 
just screams off camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like obviously you know what's going to happen the whole time. Yeah, but and, I mean, it was... and they, they've clearly, I mean, they they've clearly set it up for a sequel when you watch the little thing at the yeah, end. Yeah, the little tra- the, the uh, well, in, and that also in credit animation. Yeah, and they have to. I mean, they kind of have to at least have another one because that gun has to because that, that was something that was pointed out by Mark Bernardin where it's like that's clearly the same gun because it has the name and it has seventeen fifteen written on it. Um, so some, at some point, the predators have to take possession of that gun and then give it to. Danny Glover in 1996 or whatever. I think it's supposed to take place in 97, but it was actually filmed in, or, or released in 92 um, <clears throat> or 90. I forget. But, uh, but no, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely, it's, it's definitely been the best sequel I've seen thus far. Um, and uh, I really liked the actress that Amber uh, mid thunder who, yeah, was, she was um, in Legion. Yeah. Legion. And that was kind of the thing is that's, that's the link on how she got it because uh, Patrick, um, the guy who wrote it, uh, Patrick, a- I'm not sure how to say his name. Eisen, Eisen, it's, I guess maybe it's Eisen. It's A I S O N. Would that be Eisen? Yeah, or it could be Eisen. Eisen or Eisen. He was because he was a consultant. He was a consultant on on Legion, so I'm sure he was probably and he was writing this movie. So he's probably like, "Oh, I know the perfect person." Yeah, I'm gonna make a star, kid. Yeah, well, because I mean, you look at her in Legion, and she was she's clearly physically capable to do all Mm -hmm. the stuff she needs to do. Because I mean, I'm not I'm assuming they really didn't you know because a lot of those are one shots and stuff or or, you know single shots. Yeah, well, it was all well. Not all, but it yeah. was a lot of practical effects. Yeah, um, and it was something something I liked that they did in that they showed how even because this is supposed to be you know two hundred years before uh, you know the the first or, or even more so than uh, when because I think the other one's supposed to be in like eighty seven eighty six. Um, and how the predator is still using projectile weapons. He hasn't got the blaster yet. Mm-hmm. Like it's still he's still kind of using. But what for them would be considered primitive weapons because it's, yeah. it's in the seventeen or the early eighteenth uh, century. Um, yeah, one, one thing I had a problem with was her her little axe rope thing. Oh yeah, uh, you know her like oh I throw it into a tree and I rip it out and like like scorpion from Mortal Kombat or something. You know it was like. <laughs> Uh, Come here. Okay. I don't think that little twine rope would hold up. Well, it was. It well. was uh, wasn't twine. It was. Uh, well, no, bark. I know it was like grass. Grass rope. Yeah. You know, yeah. she made herself, but uh, especially pulling herself out of the the quicksand mud kind of quagmire thing. Yeah. It, I I don't <laughs> think it would have the tinsel strength for that. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, Caleb. At the end of the day. It's a movie, so enjoy. It's also at the same time, Caleb. It's also about an alien that comes yeah. down. Yeah. Well, you. right. But if we're suspending disbelief that aliens exist, then I at least want actual physics to also work the way they are supposed to. <laughs> but um, but no um, at least give uh, No, it was interesting, and I, I liked that. I did like that one scene where it kind of shows the progression of the pre- predator prey thing of like, oh, you see that ant, and then the the rat comes along, eats the ant. Then you see the uh, rattlesnake sees the rat, then eats the rat. Then then the rattlesnake sees the predator mm-hmm. and tries to strike the predator, and the predator just like kills it and makes a trophy out of it. Yeah, and then the dear Margaret has a thing. 
No, yeah. Oh, where he cuts his arm off? <laughs> no. Well, no, I was, you know, I was doing the old uh, farmer and oh, the in the uh, the the ate the house that all in the house that Jack yeah. built. But uh, but no, I mean, he said it was. um, I like the fact too that there. I mean, yeah, there was CG in it, but I mean, a lot of it seemed like a lot of the fighting and stuff seemed very practical. Um, Action scenes were pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I mean, clearly the the lion, the mountain lion was CG, and 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 possibly that dog. Yeah, well, the well, the dog was real. The 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 dog was in every scene though, because there was one scene where I was like. That dog looks CG. Well, definitely the wolf. Whenever the wolf <laughs> is chasing the rabbit, like that's yeah. CG. Um, um, and and you know all the effects, but the the predator itself, that was all practical effect. Yeah. Um. So that was nice. Yeah, and I like the, how they kind of give it, give this one, and like once again, like it's there. The technology's not where it is two hundred plus years in the future. So his, you know. For them, it's kind of primitive, so like the helmet looks slightly different. Like it's not really covering his whole face. Um, yeah. Even his armor is not really on par with. I, where I the was armor disappointed is. though because she never said, "Hey, pussy face," or never said, "You are one <laughs> ugly motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> and she, she did. She they, there were nods though because she did say, "Come on, do it." <laughs> yeah, the whole thing of like, yeah, with do and, it. And first you think, oh, she's just trying to drown him, but then, like, oh no, she's got the thing set up, so he's yeah. just gonna basically commits uh, sepico <laughs> <laughs> by accident. Yeah, uh, it is. It is fun too, especially like with those the, the kind <laughs> of a hole characters. You know, if you're somebody who knows the series and knows what's going yeah. on with the a hole characters, like the lasers point, I'm like, hey, what's this? And then it's just like, <laughs> boom. Oh. Uh, I was kind of sad about old uh, uh, Adolfo R- Randolph Raphael or whatever the French guy's name was. You know, he yeah. tried to help her, and then eh, kind of, but he was still also was kind of a he kind of was a dingus. Like he seemed like to have his own his own agenda. Well, yeah, but you know, he was trying yeah. to talk Raphael, to Raphael. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, and, th- and that was something he was too, playing like... dead, and then accidentally got stepped on and yeah well i liked that aspect too like because at first when i saw her going in the mud i'm like oh she's gonna use that later i think a lot of people's minds was she'll use that later to kind of like the way same way arnold used it to hide her heat and then you know yeah but they had already established the the flower yeah and then yeah and then that's the whole thing when that moment comes up it's like oh it cools the blood and then that yeah So she's and because she, since she's a medicine woman, she you know basically an herbalist, so she knows what kind of herbs to use and stuff. Although you know there, a lot of that, those people would still be very. She didn't wash her hands before putting it directly on their skin, so I have a feeling that infection probably yeah, is going to stay. Very. I mean, we do live in a pandemic world, so. Um. Uh, but no, all in all, I enjoyed it. Um, I probably, I, I mean, I definitely want to. I'm ready for and want wanting more to come because uh, it's uh, you know, I always it was the first movie was always one of my favorite sort of action slash sci fi movies growing up as a kid, and it was one of the first times you ever really saw in a movie Arnold kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger getting the crap kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you're always like, oh, what could what could stop this guy? And well, it's a seven foot black man in a uh, alien suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kevin Peter Hall is his name. 
I just always remember it because I always thought of, I, for some reason, Kevin Peter Hall, I always thought of um, Anthony Michael Hall and I like, would get them confused, but they were not the same person at all. No. Um, Although he did end up being pretty tall. Kevin, or, or uh, not Kevin. Anthony Peter, Michael Anthony Hall. Michael Hall, yeah. Yeah. Considering how he was in the movies, he was yeah, know, he was like always a little, a little yeah. and then he ended up being this tall, kind of blockheaded, like jock looking guy, kind of weird looking <laughs> basically dude. his character from Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but no. Uh, also, um, I have not talked to you since I got back from C two E two. Yeah, um, I saw I saw pictures and stuff. Yeah, your, your videos. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Well, I well here's the I'll say this. Um, it was touch and go the first two days because I I was feeling a little like Virgil. Uh, <laughs> and I know if, <laughs> you so make eye you, contact if, and people like look yeah. away and then you just kind of look down. Oh. Yeah. Look sad. So, although that's the that's the thing is Virgil's always sitting down. I was standing the entire time, yeah. so that kind of forces people to engage with you. Uh, but uh, but no, like uh, for those of you who don't get the rest re- reference, uh, Virgil was a wrestler. wasn't even really a wrestler. He was the he was like the ringside. Like yeah, a, he was like the, the body. He was supposed to be the the, the valet the or bodyguard, man. the hype man. Yeah, of uh, of um, uh, Ted DiBiase, the Million yeah. Dollar Man, Eventually, and I'm sure I'm sure he did kind of have his own thing for a little while, but yeah, he not, did, not there was much. A, there was a whole thing. There was a whole thing where he was a good guy then, and and then he tried to you know try to do tried to have his own wrestling career. And I think he even when he went over to WCW, he was part of the NWO. Um, but uh, but the thing was though, it's like he like he's one of those guys that you'd see at every single convention. And no one's buying anything from him. And he just yeah, looks, you just see this so look bad. of resentment on his face of just like, why doesn't anybody want to buy anything from me? <laughs> and, and that's kind of, and also, I mean, he kind of is not a, from what I've understood, it's like not a very nice guy either. So it kind of, you, you see he why. Makes his own like bed. The, yeah, like he, because I know like um, uh, John Suntress, who's another podcaster, he does a podcast called Word Balloon. He talked about how at, uh, one of the C2E2s, uh, you know, he, John, uh, you know, I guess he had a booth or a table, uh, John Suntress did, and he walks over and Virgil's putting all his stuff there, like putting his stuff mm-hmm. out. And he's like, uh, hey, man, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, this is your, well, I've already got my stuff and you can use mine if you want. And John Suntress was like, uh no buddy uh i paid for this ta- you know i i got approved for this table this table's mine this is what in the yeah, program it's all about location like yeah and, and, and also like in the program this is where i'm listed and so talk to you know the, the people who were running c2 and yeah they made him move so yeah he's kind of a yeah that he's that kind of guy um but uh but no as i was saying i kind of felt like that because i mean i was getting a few nibbles a couple bites and uh and then uh you know for like saturday and, and friday and saturday but i wasn't really moving at the level i moving books at the level i wanted to move them but here's the weird thing sunday which is typically the slowest day i killed like i like um uh, you know because i was just like i, I was I, I, I was just about i gotta make table that's back when all there. the suckers come in yeah well, no, like I and I even well, and that's the thing is I I cut I lowered my price on the book. I was selling for normally I sell them uh, five dollars per issue um, because it was the con. I was like, okay, well, I got to make table back. So uh, Friday and Saturday, I'm going to sell issue one and two for 
$7 a piece, or you can do two for 12. Uh, and then I had the special edition one that we had printed, which, oh boy, that was a nail biter because that literally came in Friday while we were at the show. Yeah, so Angelo, it looked great. Yeah, Angelo had to leave and he had to go to the office because he had it sent to his office, had to go to his office, pick it up, and then bring it back. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's done by a guy. Well, uh, I'll, yeah, we I'll talked about it. We talked yeah. about it. And uh, and yeah, no, and it was it, yes, uh, that was Jack. Jack Dunn is Dunn. that's the name yeah, he goes by. His, yeah, that's yeah. it's, it's a pseudonym, but you know, yeah, I, I will respect his wishes and say it's Jack Dunn. Nom de guerre. Yeah, um, but uh, nom but de anyhow, plume. So, nom de plume. That's what so yeah, we were so I was selling that one. If you wanted that one in issue two on on the first two days for like fifteen dollars because I was selling that one for ten, and then so I took off two dollars. Uh, you know, if you wanted to buy them as a pair. Um, <clears throat> And, uh, uh, yeah, no. So then like, you know, I was doing okay, but then I, you know, so then on the last day I, so I took the original one and two and I went, I lowered them back down to, all right, you can do five a piece or two for eight. Um, and yeah. And then suddenly I, they were moving like gangbusters. And the, the funny thing was, and this happened at least three or four times, um, people would come up because like, like, this just shows how it pays to put the, your description up on like when, you, when you're on the artist alley, put it up on the web, put your description up on the website because mm -hmm. several times, like I said, I had people either come up saying, uh, yeah, my friend wanted me to stop by and pick up the, this book ashes. I was like, all right, I don't know. This is kind of weird. And then another person <laughs> came by and they're like, oh yeah, I saw your thing on the website. I really want this book. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, see, uh, what I did was I went on TikTok and I made a new TikTok challenge. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So everybody, you know, they were just so, TikTok. I music. mean, it, they they gave me money, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was the challenge. <laughs> oh, it's um, kind of like the kind of like the guys from the Dana Carvey, show, like Dana Carvey and Steve Carell, and they're on the Dana Carvey show where they're yeah, like uh, the, the drive-through like, guys. The drive yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What's the like? Uh, would you like to buy uh, the, or we're buying tickets to a Broadway show? And they're like, all right, that co or that comes to yeah, we'll, we'll have two tickets. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then goes, all right, and here, here's the money for your tickets. And then they they give them the money, and then they run off. And he's yeah. like, he goes to give them their tickets. They're like. Where the hell did they go? I'm like, we got them. Did you see their face? <laughs> yeah, and eventually they figure it out. And they're like, yeah. oh. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, so yeah, Sunday, um, and I can tell you like the, the exact moment uh, I made table back was like around like 1 p.m. Uh, because as soon as I made, as soon as I did the numbers and I made table back, I was like, all right, I need to leave. I need to go. I need to go find some indie places to give them the book so that they can, so I can at least submit, submit it to them. Hopefully they will, you know, get, they'll, they'll take it seriously and get it back. And I talked to a couple publishers. Um, I don't know how well I did, you know, I mean, all I can do is give it to them. Uh, and I gave them issue one and two kind of get, gave them my spiel on it. Um, and they said, oh yeah, well, okay. Yeah. We'll put this in submissions. And of course they were kind of, at first they're trying to discourage me. It's like, well, you know, even if we do it now, you know, we won't be able to release the book until probably like 2023. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, yeah, that's <laughs> next year, bro. Yeah. That gives me plenty of time. It gives me an Angelo 
plenty of time to at least finish issue three and then me and gives me time to finish you know the next uh the, you know the next few uh issues that i have to, to write the scripts for you it would still be what like five issues in one like uh yeah we're, we're, we're actually uh six we're like that's that's where i basically have plotted out to um almost well, done with issue four so i'm okay. basically uh two and i'd say an eighth uh, uh more issues to go um and uh yeah so uh, like yeah that would be plenty of time <laughs> um uh so that was you know that's what one of them said another one was kind of like oh yeah sure we'll take yeah we take submissions so i don't and i knew i had kind of an end there so i told my i didn't tell the guy then but then whenever the person who was my in who has a book that they publish i said hey by the way i, I dropped my my book off at this publisher if you want to go by there and like say oh hey i heard my friend drop this off <laughs> but in the back of my head i'm keep thinking of, yeah because no that's gross i keep thinking of uh i keep thinking of what you might call it uh uh delocated where they're like oh look or, oh look cd player <laughs> <laughs> oh there's oh here's our submissions <laughs> like, just throwing it in the garbage but yeah, no, and I gave him like the, you know, I gave him the, the postcard that has the links to our uh, social media. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully we'll hear back from them. That'd be nice. You know, I don't know. Maybe they'll give you a chance if they want to stop being all their lives. Yeah, I guess. You know. <laughs> all right. I'm looking here. I don't don't see anything. It's uh, it's it's sheet time. It's sheet time. Yeah, time to put on the sheets. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you go into another one of those, you know, club meetings you have. You know, a certain. <laughs> but yeah, other than yeah, like I said, it uh, it sucked because I couldn't really explore the show like I you know, like I have been in other years because like like I said, I would I. In, with the exception of going to the bathroom or grabbing something to eat or drink, I did not leave my table because I was like, I am not leaving. Uh, well, until 1 p.m. on Sunday, because I was like, I am not leaving the table until I make my table money back. Because, and that's kind of what you have to do. Like, you have to be there, and you know, it's all about just like getting that, like getting that back, and then after you finish that, okay, now while I make, and now now it's all profit, uh, which. I mean, eh, I mean, it wasn't fantastic. My profit wasn't fantastic, but I was glad that I left with a credit and not a debit, you know, because um, there are people I know who didn't even make their table back. And yeah, like, uh -huh. so I'm, I'm lucky enough to be someone that did, you know, and then, and then made, you know, it was not much, but it was, more, you know, it was money that's going back into the comic. Um uh, or you know enough to enough to buy another run if I want. Um, so yeah, um, and there really wasn't. That was the thing because like this was kind of like their like this and the last one. I feel like where they're kind of like they're contractually obligated, like we so they can keep the space shows. Um, it was not. I mean, it was interesting. Like they had like Rosario Dawson. I think was like the biggest name there because they had all the um, uh, Star Wars people, like the uh, all the. the the Disney Plus Star Wars people, like the the girl who played Princess Leia, was there, and the oh, the yeah. Grand Inquisitor, and then the other the other Inquisitor, the the the, act, the one that uh, was the 
you know, that turns out to be good, you know, I'm talking about. Well, she wasn't good, but. Well, she's, at the end, she's good, because she can't kill Luke, remember? Uh, she's neutral at that point. You're, you're splitting hairs, Caleb. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyhow, um, but the, like the good news is. Episode. What's that? Like that Bugs Bunny episode, splitting hair. Uh, but uh, the good news is is that they announced that C2E2 is, uh, so for 2023, it is going to be back in uh, March, April, which I'm glad because I think that was another reason why this one was kind of an odd, this was a kind of an odd show because the, the timing of it, because it's right after San Diego and a slew of other things like Gen Con was going on. Uh, even in the city, there was, uh, there was, there was um, a horror festival uh, that was going on uh, in Rosemont. And then there was also um, what else was it? Uh, uh, Market days, which is sort of like uh, pride in uh, late August. Uh, or early August, I should say. <clears throat> so a lot of people, like a lot of cosplayers, a lot of people like that would go to that or go to Gen Con. Um, and yeah, so it was very, it was very congested uh, for them to kind of do this. And, and, uh, and as I said, right after San Diego, a lot of like the major player people were kind of like, eh, I already it just did this show. It's a little too close, you know? So, um, but yeah, um, Hopefully, well, I'm hoping that I get a table because now it's going to be back at its normal time. But, you know, now that I have tabled, it it does look a little better, I think, to the to the, the people who the jurors who decide who gets tables and who don't, you know. So, yeah, mm, we shall see. Mm. See you at CT. Oh, that, uh, so this was something that I did think was kind of funny that. Um, it happened to Angelo. I mean, it's not funny. It happened to him, but just, uh, like not funny. haha. But, uh, so, you know, I gave him my pro badge since I got the, uh, since, you know, I qualified for Arter Sally and, um, you know, so because he had the pro badge, he had to go the long way through security when he came in. And then eventually we just decided, all right, just let me know when you're here and I'll take both badges and, you know, get you through the, the security, the, the faster security. Um, but I guess, you know, cause he had all his, he had all his, you know, his stand and he had everything like that with him. Uh, and there was some friggin' jerk, like security guard there who this was the, this was the best part of his life, you know, like, like you know, or, or this is the best career he's had in his life because, you know, he's one of those failed football guys who, you know, pushed what he would call nerds around in high school and his life didn't turn out the way it was or the way he wanted it to turn out. Um, and decided, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this, uh, this Asian dude, I'm gonna, with all the stuff, I'm gonna like set him aside and use my power trip on him. And I guess he had a dog. He's like, sir, stand back, sir, you need to stand back. We're gonna search your bags. And it's ridiculous. And then what's funny is that the lat on Sunday, whenever I brought him, whenever I, you know, I got him through the faster security check and, and like I was just kind of like standing around and the guy, and uh, Angelo pointed out, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. And they looked at me and he just kind of like looked away. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just looked like a meathead butthole. And the guy. Yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> he needed to check his privilege. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, that was C2E2. Cool. Um, have you 
I think you said, I think we talked about this a little bit before we recorded. Have you seen The Sandman yet? Watched the first episode. Which really, honestly, like, you kind of have to see, like, at least two more to really get what the show is about. Because through that, that first episode, you're basically, he's just silent. Like, he doesn't really have any lines. He's in prison through most of it. What's that? And very naked. Yes, silent. And I will say this though: the uh, when you look at how Morpheus the the Dream Lord looks in the comics and the actor they picked, it's almost uncanny um, how much alike they look. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like I uh, I'm I want to say seven or eight episodes in, so I only have a couple more to go. But uh, no, it's a it's enjoyable. Like I never really read the comic. But I know, like, it's huge influence in the fact that it won, uh, what was it? There was an award, because I remember on that uh, documentary uh, that the comic book superheroes unmasked um, when they started talking about that, it had won some literary award uh, that then the next year, whenever the, the, the award uh, came about again, they decided to change the rules to where it was the Hugo, was it? was it? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was the Hugo, yeah. It was the Hugo Award, and uh, and yeah, how Neil Gaiman talked about how it was kind of a bunch of BS because he has it, that's like you know t- uh, having a thoroughbred win and then just like breaking its legs, you know. <laughs> and um, but no, like this is a so this is a uh, you know this is a, a, a critically acclaimed uh, comic series, um, and. For years, they've been trying to get it off the ground, um, but just haven't been able to. And finally, Netflix. I get well. And this is the thing: is well, this well, was... it seems like he's getting all his properties off the ground right now because yeah. we got Good Omens, we've got uh, uh, and, and American Gods, Gods yeah, um, and yeah. Well, and it's so he's 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 raking it. Well, and the, the funny thing is, is that Warner Brothers or, or uh, HBO Max turned the show down. That's why it's on. That's why it's a Warner Brothers property on Netflix. Because I think there's some somehow he he um, got himself in the deal of like they can't do it without him, like like Neil Gaiman has I don't know if it's because it was a Vertigo book or what, but um, but yeah he has there is some 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 deal he has where it's like they cannot do the Sandman property without his blessing, and yeah I think that was also for years why it didn't get made too because he's like that's eh, got to be the way I want it to be yeah. And it's really, it is like I really do. I really do like the show. I think it's kind of interesting as far as fantasies go. And Pat Oswalt is, uh, although you probably haven't seen it up to that point yet, where Pat Oswalt is his new Raven. Oh, he's Matthew Raven. And I think you can see it on like the if you watch episode at the end of episode one, which I had to actually watch twice because I think I was a little too inebriated the first time I saw it because I was like. So, you know, this was after this was after uh, night. Uh, this was a drink and draw night, and I remember coming home. Oh, Sandman premiered, and, and then watching it, and then being like, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> but well, um, can you honestly say you remember what happened in any show you've watched? Uh, like when you watch a whole bunch all at once. Uh, I don't know. well, and that was the thing is, I only watched the first episode of that the first night that was just that was just way too wasted to like towards the end so he's like i remembered the beginning but then forgot about like the whole thing of like how he escaped and all that stuff and so i had to rewatch. um but um 
but yeah, it's it's also interesting because there is they kind of do the same thing that Westworld does in there, where there's a lot of time jumps, and sometimes you think something's happening now, but it's actually happening in the past or it's happening in the future type of thing because he's dream of the lasting, you know? <laughs> uh, but no, it's, I, I'm enjoying the show. I'm like, I said, I'm about two or three episodes away from finishing it. I'll probably do that. I, although I'm debating whether or not I want to do that, or I still haven't watched the um, season or series finale of better call Saul because I, Oh, I don't know if I want it to end, uh, <laughs> but I also don't want it spoiled. Well, um, I know he's old. Yes, yeah, and Bob Odenkirk. Uh, I was Carol Burnett is in this last season, and she's surprisingly really good. Like, I would not be surprised if she doesn't get like an Emmy, nom- at least nomination for like best get. Do they is like like best supporting or best guest star, or whatever whatever it is. She tugged on her. What's up? Does she tug on her ear? Ear? No, she doesn't do that. Well, her grandma's long dead, so she doesn't have to. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, does she remember that? Hmm. Who knows? I mean, God, um, she's... Huh? I said, God, she's old. That's yeah, so old now. Old. She's very old. I mean, she was old when we were young. We grew up, we were young, we grew up yeah. with Carol Burnett. Well, she wasn't that old. Yeah. She was like young kid old, where you think yeah. everybody's old. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, they were 30? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um,. Uh, so, along the lines of AMC, have you seen anything about the Tales of the Walking Dead? I've, I've seen ads for it, but I haven't watched any of them yet. I, I'm well, it there. just started. Oh, like okay. just the other, the first episode recorded the other night uh, with Terry Crews. Oh, and uh, uh, Olivia Munn. Yeah, she is, was she in the first episode? I know I she's. she's in... with, I know I've seen her in previews with Terry Crews and Olivia okay. Munn. Yeah, but um, I. I hadn't really paid attention to it. I wasn't, you know, I've kind of fallen off the walking dead cart after season seven of, you know, the debacle. Um, But this actually looks pretty good because it's an anthology. So they, they have to wrap everything up in kind of a more tighter, concise story. Kind of like those web series things they did. Or those yeah, episodes yeah. so they, they, they can't drone on and they can't walk around for a whole episode talking about life and stuff. Dang. Like, and which Coral, is kind boy. of what got me out of Walking Dead was just like, okay, so nothing happens for an entire hey, season. Hey, we've got to survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to do a whole bunch in the first couple episodes and then nothing, absolutely nothing in between. And then by episode like 14, then we'll do something again. But it now won't. we all got to do our cry faces now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 like Daryl. <laughs> well, even Daryl and uh, and uh, Andrew Lincoln, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Rick. They Rick. both had like the weirdest Rick, cry yeah. faces ever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, I mean, these look good because it's like, oh, we have to tell a story in a much like shorter time frame and actually yeah. wrap it up. I don't know. It looks like it looks like it's going to be a lot better kind yeah. of storytelling a lot. And you're going to get to see more of the world. I don't think it's just going to be like Kentucky yeah, or Tennessee, wherever they ended up. Well, the thing is, well, I think it's supposed, well, it's supposed to be uh, Washington or in like Virginia and around that area, like around the deep like near. Yeah. The later later on. I mean, they started in yeah. Kentucky. Well, it, was, it was Georgia. It was Georgia. Well, and that's where he they ended up. He he was from Kentucky, and 
I think in the comics at well, least. No, well, no, well, I know, but in the show, in the show, they made it Georgia because he. Well, that's why he but, goes to Atlanta. Well, no, he goes to Atlanta in the comics too, but mm. I mean, Kentucky's not that far away from Georgia, mm, so he travels down. Close. It's Actually, like the state over. That's I don't. Let me look at a map because I don't yeah. think that's right at all. It is. It is because I looked it up. Okay, you looked it up right now. This very moment, you're looking at a map. You're looking when at a map right now. When I first got into Walking Dead, way before oh, yeah. you did. Let's see here. U.S. Map. map. There's It goes Kentucky, then you go through Tennessee, and then there's Georgia. No, it's not. You said a, you said literally a state away. It's not a state away. Yeah, it's a state, state away. away. Tennessee is a state away. No. Well, yeah. it's, it'd be neighboring if it's a state away. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it goes. That's how it is. How it Go back and watch those old rip. shows. I know, but in the show, but I'm telling you, the show is supposed to be in Georgia because I remember all well, the references. No, I, yeah, so was the comic. It in he goes no, from I'm Kentucky. He's supposed to be a Georgia no, he state. goes from mm-hmm. Kentucky down to Georgia, and then they end up in Arlington, Washington. Let's see here. Mm. Siri, where does the show Walking Dead take place originally? Nope. It says, yes. So the show changed it. This show was where it's supposed to be in Georgia. Yep. We're saying the same thing. He is in Georgia. I'm saying it starts out in Georgia. It doesn't start out in Kentucky. Well, that's wrong. Well, I'm saying that's what the show, that's what the show did though. That was the whole thing is that he starts out in Georgia. Because they were lazy. Yeah, well, fine. But that's what I'm saying. And I'm not arguing that the comic doesn't start out there. I'm just saying that the show does not. I don't know. Hmm. But anyhow. Uh, oh, God. Itchy. But anyways, uh, uh, point being, so gotta have hope, Rick. And you know it now. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I can't even think of his name. Uh, Morgan. <laughs> um, but anywho, uh, I'm trying to think of other shows. Um, oh. oh, uh, the, 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 uh, Kevin can F himself. Yeah, I saw it's coming back. Season two um, it just happened. Yeah. I, I did not finish the first one. I mean, it was a show I was really kind of into, but it just, unfortunately, it was one of those things that, like, it was out when too much other yeah, stuff Yeah, well, you need to go back and catch up. Yeah. I mean, I like the concept. I like the fact that it was inspired by the the fact that Kevin James fired yeah. that uh, other act, the, the, the lady from... Yeah. Uh, what was her name? Aaron Hayes. Yeah, like he fired her so he could get Leah Remini back, and it was just like how she. It was like a miserable experience working with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and, but, and, yeah. And her... Go back, go back because the ending is is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Well, and I guess it's only going to be this se- like this. It's just going to be two seasons. I guess this is. It was designed to just be two seasons. It wasn't meant to run along. Yeah. Hmm. Well, but um, catch it. But yeah, um, what's up? Ketchup. Catch. Eat that ketchup, nice and good. You gonna eat that ketchup? <laughs> Look at that dog. No one knows what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> uh, ketchup. <laughs> it's so oh man. It's a, 
It's a, it's a wonder that neither you or I are high right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm trying to think as far as other entertainment. Oh, well, we didn't talk. This is something that has been going on that we probably should talk about. Like, hey, you like you like Warner Brothers? <laughs> you, you like all the, 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 the movies and you shows? Like how, that you like how out? they can't handle their own property? Yeah. Well, I got some bad news for you. Uh, apparently, uh, the people who own Discovery, which I thought was, I thought Disney owned Discovery, but I guess that's no, Nat that's Geo a, Animal Planet. Well, yeah, Nat Geo and all that, yeah. Yeah, which for some reason but, I thought was connected to Discovery, but I guess not. Um, but yeah, apparently Discovery has decided to shelve several projects that they've spent you know, several million dollars on. Well, the biggest one was Batgirl. Batgirl, yeah, which they spent which was ready. It's ready million. to go. It's ready yeah. to go. It's a, it's done. Yeah. And they're like, no. Or like, or like, there may have been like a couple post things they had to do on it. But yeah, it was pretty much like friggin', uh, I think ninety percent done. And like, I mean, it's more done than the f- failed like Fantastic Four movie from the nineties. Like, yeah. Like it's ready to go. Yeah. And, and they, uh, they can yeah. release it now without the editing, and and it would yeah. Be and, and they, they don't want to. Uh, no, we don't need this because uh, because there is some tax write off they get if they don't ever release it. And it, and that's the that's the agreement is that they if they don't ever release the the, <clears throat> which the movie, I don't understand. How can yeah. that be a thing? Like, oh, mm-hmm. if you don't ever release this, you get yeah. a tax write off. Of course, granted, then there's also others. If you like a lot of the animated, that's, that's the thing too, where there was, they're talking about like, well, we're going to get rid of the TV, we're going to get rid of the animated, which I'm sorry, but DC animated is the one freaking thing the, that yeah, they're doing that's better the only than Marvel. Thing that's, working, that's the only thing that's working for yeah. you. And yeah. I mean, they're not like the best shows in the world, but they're the most pop, one of the most popular. Yeah. On, yeah. on HBO Max is like Titans and Doom Patrol, those yeah. are in danger. Yeah. Um, well, and and I really love Young Justice. I yeah, basically anything yeah. anything that is an HBO Max original is in tr- in danger, yeah. because what they decided to do was because nobody wants Discovery Plus because it's all just a, a bunch of HGTV, like mm. just you know DIY crap. Nobody wants that, so they were like, you know what, we're gonna fold HBO Max into Discovery Plus. And just cancel all of the shows and do all this stuff. And oh, but don't worry, like other shows will kind of fold into the HBO app. And but they're not being, they're like being really vague. So nobody knows what is being saved and what isn't. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that's like, you know, I know like the Venture Brothers uh, movie that was, that was in the, that was being made is now like kind of up in the air. And, um, I think, and that probably means that the Aquatine and Metalocalypse movies are as well. Uh, and who knows what about Peacemaker? I mean, it's a huge hit. Yeah, Peacemaker, <laughs> you know, you would think that they would say, well, no, that's one of our most popular things right now. But with these knuckleheads, you don't know because yeah. well, they and I torpedo love the, their own properties all the time. The statement, too, they, they, they released where they're like, well, we're going to go more the Marvel model now, where we're just going to do DC is just going to be movies. It's like, but that's not the Marvel model. Yeah, yeah. Marvel Dude, does both. She-Hulk is coming out. Yeah, Ms. Marvel came out. Yeah, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah, <laughs> Daredevil. 
Yeah, they, yeah, they're bringing Daredevil back. Well, they're bringing it. They're doing Echo now. Just you like, know? just like usual, they're they're like ten years behind Marvel, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna. Do- oh yeah. wait, they already passed us. Well, that's the thing though. It's almost like they're not really because I mean, they already did kind of do the Marvel model, but they just did it incorrectly. <laughs> you know, and the that's that's the thing that gets me. It's like, well, we're just gonna do we're gonna do what Marvel does. It's like, well, are you really paying attention to what Marvel's doing? So, I mean, I would be surprised if either they. I mean, at this rate, I would not be surprised if they either like canceled like DC Comics went. They decided ah, we're not going to do this anymore and just got rid of it or sold it off. You know. I mean, just imagine at this point. Yeah. Imagine then Marvel or D- Disney well, it's, it's, DC comics, then you can have all you can have amalgam comics again, and it would be great. And well, and it's just sad because everybody brings this up. It's like it should not be this hard. Yeah. To take the the DC stable of characters and make something successful. Yeah. But they cannot do it. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Yeah. What it is about them, but they, they, they cannot they handle. They cannot like, handle yeah. their own properties. They 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 can't figure out what tone <laughs> they want to tell the story. Whereas like, Mar- well, Disney and Marvel have really just have, have 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 cracked that code where it's like, okay, yeah, we can make this one kind of fun. We can make this one a little more serious, you know, but not you know not too serious. Um, this one's gonna be dark as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so like they 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 know how to run the gamut of it and. Uh, and uh, DC, like, well, here's the thing too that I always think is hilarious is when, like, this, this is Disney's takeover of Marvel and even, and you can even argue with Fox, uh, versus uh, Discovery's takeover of, uh, of, uh, of, of Warner Brothers is that when Disney bought uh, Marvel and, and Star Wars and Fox, yeah, they, they were like, don't do, change they were it. like, don't change we're gonna, it. We're, we're gonna be laissez faire about this. We're gonna keep. We're gonna let you guys. We we bought you because we like what you guys do. Right. So, so keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Whereas you know, Discovery comes in. It's like, well, you know, we're gonna look at this from a business point of view. Blah blah blah. Not yeah. a very. We want to. We want to take this old Victorian home, and we want to. We want to do a mishmash of uh, mid-century modern. Of uh, Art Deco, tear down uh, that wall and yeah. that wall. <laughs> Queen Victoria. Uh, we want to do. We want to do a, a craftsman style, and we're we're gonna do it room by room. Yeah, and, but and I like then, the idea of let's tear down that wall, then that <laughs> wall, then that wall, then that. Oh wait, that was all the walls. <laughs> yeah. Now the ceiling fell on us. <laughs> you know? Oh God, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I mean, and the and the thing is, I don't know if even fan pressure <laughs> could work because you know there was yeah. sort of the fan pressure about or at least the Snyder cut. But this isn't even about that. that like the, oh well, yeah, know, and that's long gone. Yeah, like, they're, exactly. they're never going back to that just to spite everybody. Yeah. Like even if that were to work, they're they're like no, just to spite you. Yeah, take that nose. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Um, so uh, it just—it's funny because when I was watching that the offer uh, show on uh, on Paramount, um, there's a thing where uh, you know, after they kind of they're trying to get rid of uh, uh, Robert Evans and this other guy. Um, oh God, what was it? It was the character that uh, Colin Hanks plays, and I can't remember his name, but he's this more of like this business guy, as opposed to like a guy who really understands the industry and he's just like 
um, you know, we're going to cut off two hours of it. We're going to cut two hours away from the Godfather and then starts making all these other choices that seem really bad about like, well, why don't we green light? Or they're like, oh, there's this movie, uh, Paper Moon. Like, ah, I don't really care for this movie. Let's do Herbie the Love Bug or something like that because audiences <laughs> love to laugh or, you know, whatever. Like, he was just like making yeah. those kinds of choices. And uh, yeah, so it's just kind of like that's what it, it was funny because. I was watching that episode around the time that the the news broke. I'm like, wow, this really mirrors that. <laughs> so I think that's the problem when you have people with, and like the whole idea of focus groups and all that. It really takes it it takes away, you know, what. Art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the, that's that's the whole reason why current shows are working because they the uh, business people are letting the creative people be creative. Yeah. So and, like, and DC or Warner Brothers and and Discovery still following that old model, like no, let's get our hands all up in this. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I hope, uh, I hope that they'll come to their senses and because because you know they it doesn't really even make sense from a business standpoint because they like we were talking about how like their stock tr- dropped like tremendously <laughs> after this news came out. So it's like. I mean, I hope they come to their senses and then realize, oh, this was a huge mistake. Okay, let's rethink this. You know, but what do I know? I'm just a, I'm just a guy who writes comic books and pours people alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but gal who can't say no. A gal who can't say no. Yeah. Hmm. Um. <laughs> Well, uh, where should uh, so where should we move no. on from here? Well, um, unless you wanted, wanted to say anything in closing of no. Warner Brothers bone the boneheads at Warner Brothers. Be Warner Brothers, get it together. <laughs> go um, to bed. Yeah, good bed. <laughs> uh, no, I mean we're at. According to this, sixty-five minutes, but we yeah, did. But, we, but remember, we're fifteen minutes. We took. We well, there were fifteen minutes that we were going to cut yeah. out anyway. So. Yeah. So I'm. I'm kind of. It's hard to judge how much time we're. Um, but well, uh, do so, you want? Should we? Should we do the bad news? Well, let me just say that you know, She-Hulk is coming out. Yes. Soon. We'll have that to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Good or bad, but I'm expecting good. And I honestly, every time I see the trailer where she holds the dude, all I can think of is snoo snoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you be kind of afraid that you know you might not get it back? <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Uh... That's what that's all she does. In, like, that's the series is like she just keeps going back to court of like men that she has uh, castrated. Has <laughs> <laughs> to keep representing herself in court. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, there's you know they keep saying. Well, I I saw this article the other day. You know, originally they said, yeah, you're gonna see a whole bunch of Marvel characters come in and, and like make a, appearances, not anybody like famous though, but you know, like very, uh, kind of like B and C listers. Yeah. So, you know, I'm expecting maybe we'll see paste pot Pete at some time or, uh, maybe 
um, the uh, Porcupine or, you know, some of those kind of guys like Jack O'Lantern. Yeah. You know, just guys that they can throw in there. But, yeah, it was saying, like, um, one of the characters the writers really wanted was Tom Holland, Spider-Man, to show up, but they were told no. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, of all the Marvel characters, you definitely cannot have that one. Because it's still technically Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's it's the agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, clearly we're going to get um, Matt Murdock in there, and I mean, that one makes the most yeah. sense because he's also, oh, excuse me, a lawyer. Yeah, but, uh, and it looks like I, I like the fact that it does look like they're going to be doing like the John Byrne, uh, the John Byrne, uh, she breaks the fourth wall thing because like she has like the little aside to the camera, like, oh, here comes trouble or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she was Deadpool before Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, always did that. Her comics always did that. Um, I'm not sure how it felt felt about that though. Mm. I guess that's how she started out, but I mean, does she still do that? I mean, granted, I haven't read no. the She-Hulk thing, so I don't think so. I haven't read the current one, but I don't. Most of the ones, I mean, it's very vague if that's going to be a continual thing or if that was just an aside, just from that trailer. That could just be one aside they do as a reference, and then like you might have like uh, <laughs> Bruce go like, "Who are you talking to?" or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. But yeah, and it and it's definitely the effects, you know, look look a lot better than they did from that first trailer. Yeah, not great, but yeah, but still, I mean, I mean they're better, but it's like every every shot of her is in shadow. Yeah, like even when she's out in the sun, it's like, oh, her hair is creating a massive shadow. Well, but wait, the sun is coming from in front of her face. How is there shadow? And for all we know, they could be working on it. Like that still couldn't be the the finished product. Like you know. Well, they're you know they're you know with computers they can literally work on it until the wire you know <laughs> so who knows um i do like the fact that they're acknowledging that you know, see like the the internet memes of how they're acknowledging how much emil blonsky uh, abomination is completely different from the uh, incredible hulk version yeah but um of course granted, oh. I know I, they'll probably i'm kind of have like a feeling they'll be like, oh, but he's he's mutating or something like that, or like it's you know it's uh, or you know the 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 process made him because now he looks more comic book accurate with the the weird fins on his ears, yeah. face thing, like yeah, creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah, and a, and of course like they do acknowledge that that is that is is him in uh, Shang Chi fighting Wong because you see Wong in it, and um, and he calls him a mill. Yep, and man, he he got old. Uh, I can't even think of his name. The actor, um, Benedict Wong. No, 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 no. The the guy who plays Abomination, um, Honey Bunny. Um, yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? It's killing me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to look it up. Tim Roth. Roth. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Tim Roth. He got old, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, looking forward to seeing that and talk about it next time. Um, I believe we had two this, this last, since last we recorded, right? The, uh, the, uh, deceased. I thought, I'm pretty sure there was somebody else, but I cannot. Yeah. And who, who are they? 
Well, one was Roger Mosley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Well-known character actor. Yeah, he was, you know, TC, the helicopter pilot on Magnum P.I. Mm-hmm. And we grew up... Um, we grew up on that show. At least I did. I watched yeah. it time. Um, and oh, I remember the other one. Uh, yeah. Olivia Newton. Did we mention Olivia? Was it Olivia Newton John? Oh no, that was the other one. Yeah. Okay. He died so around. I guess well, since well, let's, well, let's let's at least talk more about. Uh, uh, I about said Bill. Oh, there no, there was another one too. No. Oh, uh, Clue Gallagher. Oh, uh, well, well, and. And oh, there's a lot because there's and there's Anne Hage too. Yeah, there, well, and that's who I thought you were talking about. Okay, uh, all right. So I guess it's well, well Shazbot. We got it. I guess we got more here than than I thought. So uh, well, since let's 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 keep talking about um, uh, Bill Morris. Is that is no that? Roger Mosley? Roger Mosley. Yeah, I keep yeah. Bill. That's what yeah, Bill Mosley. Roger Mosley. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let me just look him up here. Roger R O G. Yeah, what the hell? Why is it? I'm not frag for some reason. It's oh, it's giving me the cast of Fraggle Rock. Go away, <laughs> okay. Roger, up oh, there he is, Roger E. Mosley. So, yeah, he died back on uh, the seventh. Um, but yeah, oh, he, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he was also in, um, in addition to being on Magnum PI, he was in Unlawful Entry, he was Ray Liotta's partner who, you know, essentially becomes on uh, the uh, Kurt Russell's side and believes him. And, and, of course, you know what happens when somebody, when you're, you know, you have you finally get an ally in these kind of movies, you get killed. And so Ray Liotta kills him. <laughs> um, and he was working uh, up until, uh, oh, he I guess he made an appearance in the, um, in the new Magnum PI. So like in, in 2021 was his last acting credit. Um, as far as other stuff here, he had one writing, one directing credit. Um, he was, let's see if it says, Oh, apparently, well, this is, this is kind of ironic because this is how somebody else, uh, on our list, uh, passed away. Uh, he died from injuries from a car accident. So I think if I recall, yeah, I remember, I remember being told like he got hit by a car, uh, which, you know, to, to make it past 80 and get hit by a car, it's something. Um, mm. but yeah, he, uh, was in the show, a show I remember, uh, fondly, uh, G versus E. Uh, it was like a USA show. He was an Arliss. Are you, are you, <laughs> hey, you like the Arliss, Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> um what else we got here uh, uh oh he was in oh was it the uh heart condition with uh um uh, bob hoskins and denzel washington where bob hoskins is a racist cop who get who has a heart attack and then he gets uh denzel washington's heart in him and then you know and his ghost follows him around <laughs> It's a, it's a movie that got made, kids. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, he was 83 years old. Um, he had 70 acting credits. Um, and yeah, no, it's like I said, he was one of those guys. Like I said, we've been losing so many character actors as of late. Yeah, and it's kind of kind of sad that they're that you know, it's a that it is clearly apparently it's a dying art now. It is like you don't. I, we keep saying this, but character actors are not. 
if they even exist anymore, it's definitely not like it was. Yeah. You know, you've got, I like Fred Armisen, I think you could still call a character actor, even though. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's kind he's, of. Yeah. I mean, that type, you know, like I'll come in and play all these different types. Yeah, we always but think of like, but it's not the, like, yeah, like Louis like, Guzman or um or Ed Bagley Jr. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, or or well, or Stephen Tobolesky, you know, for that matter. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, so now, now everybody is, you know, uh, Timothy Chalamet and Chris yeah. Hemsworth and and Miles Teller. They're all stars. Miles Teller, gross. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Roger E. Mosley. Um, let's so get then... let's get the Hayes out of the way because her okay. story is kind of tragic, but not yeah. not like good tragic. Yeah. Um, um, it, it's kind of weird because around the same time as uh, let's see, there was. Around the same time as Olivia Newton-John, um, it was like a day later. Uh, so Olivia Newton-John and Roger Mosley died around the same time. But then a couple days later, Anne Heche, I got an alert that said she was in a coma with burns. When I heard that like she was in a serious car, I remember saying... After, he, after a fiery yeah. crash. Well, yeah. then it turned out, well, she was on drugs and crashed into somebody's a random person's house and then the car was on fire and burned half the house and or not half but some of the house and her and so she was lying in a hospital bed in a coma and basically she was dead uh Mm -hmm. from a brain injury Um, i forget what they called it but um it it was basically the condition where your brain is starved of oxygen yeah a vegetable hematoma or whatever well no it was something else um but basically her family was just keeping her alive to see if she could be an organ donor yeah and that that was the case for like a couple days and then they were finally like okay uh she's dead everybody yeah so i mean well, it's tragic, and I mean, I know like she is one of those people who who had struggled with mental health issues and yeah. also struggled with drugs because that you know there was that whole thing years and years ago uh, back in like the I think early two thousands where she wandered in somebody's house and like was, ended up in their swimming pool and told them that she was God and all that stuff and yeah like yeah and I mean and she came back from that though that's the thing is like she actually kind of. Yeah, you know, she got a career back. She did a few yeah. things. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, she yeah. was in. She was in some like what was she in before? Uh, she kind of made big news with uh, uh, Ellen. Well, she was in. She was in Donnie Brasco. Like that was kind of her first big role. Was like her first like sort of like oh you know like this girl can this girl can act you know she's got it yeah yeah. Um, and she was also in, and then she was in like she was in Milk Money. I remember that. Um, let me see here, The Juror uh, with uh, Demi Moore, uh, and then uh, let's see, what was it? Um, oh, there's that one that had her and uh, jo- uh, Joaquin Phoenix and um, uh, Vince Vaughn. I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, and she was in something with like, um, 
Elizabeth or no, um, what's her name that was in Knocked Up? Or not? Was it Knocked Up or was it uh, the one with Seth Rogen? Yeah. Um. Uh, but oh, Elizabeth. Zach and Mary make a porno. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. She, yeah. When when she was like super young. She was in something with her, I think. One, one moment. Okay, oh, never mind. Sorry, I'm back. Somebody was putting a boot on someone's car. I thought it, I, I thought they were the people that were like stealing uh, catalytic converters. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I ran. That's why I said. That's why I said. I said and ran to the window to see what was going on. So yeah, uh, but yeah. Um, Anyhow, um, but no, uh, uh, Return to Paradise was the thing I was talking about, like where it's like the right. thing where they it was another one of her critically acclaimed things, and of course, she was in uh, Six Days, Seven Nights with Harrison Ford, and that was like right around the time that it like she had, had come out with an, of being in the relationship with uh, Ellen DeGeneres, and a lot of people said, Oh, that kind of hurt the movie, and whatever, yeah, and 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 this was. One of the first time, I mean, that was, you didn't have that happen as much as you do now. Yeah. And so at that time, it was kind of bad press and yeah. and it was bad for her career. It was a long time before she got to work again. Yeah. And, well, um, and it didn't help that she was also in the, you know, the flop, which was the shot for shot remake of Psycho. Like that also really hurt her career. Yeah. Um, but no, she can't, I mean, she came back, she worked steadily after that. I mean, she, well, oddly enough, she kind of made the transition once again to character actor because <laughs> she was in all these sort of roles and she's recognizable, but they weren't necessarily starring. Um, yeah. and, like, and, and, you know, she had memorable roles and like the other guys and, um, uh, she was the, she played Lois Lane in Superman Doomsday um, she was in, I know what you did last summer. Uh, she plays like the, the, the sister of one of the, 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 of the, one of the victims. Um, and, uh, I was trying to look through here. What else? But, uh, but yeah, that, no, and she also go back and film. She also would direct too. Like she directed, um, a few like sort of, sort of like, uh, like she, I remember her directing if these walls could talk too, and then also, um, a couple of TV movies. Um, and she actually, she had 93 credits, uh, like acting credits. And that's, that's a lot of work. And she even still has like eight projects that have not been released yet. So, you know, I mean, she was talented, but also was someone who struggled with a lot of demons. Um, and it's sad to see that. Unfortunately, the, the demons kind of won in the end, but yeah, but you know, still, I mean, she has a long legacy of of films to you know to be remembered for. Um, so, once again, uh, she was uh, when she was only fifty three years old too, which is oh, not not old at all. No. Nope. Um, so, R.I.P. Anne Heche. Um, I guess shall we move on to the next? Yeah, which one do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, there's you know, there's Olivia Newton John, and then there's is there that one, that one. Let's go ahead and I mean, let's talk about that one because okay, I feel like that one was probably 
the biggest one. Yeah. Because and kind of out of the blue, um, yeah. you know, we well, met some people from our time when we were young because we yeah. were observant and paid attention to the world around us. People don't do that anymore. Kids these days, there's little yeah. whippersnappers. They don't care or pay attention to anything around them. Mm. But I feel like they still watch Grease. Yeah. Oh so yeah. That's... A lot of people still knew who Olivia and John was from Greece. Yeah. <laughs> and then Xanadu. And well, I always, the thing that I always remember her for was that eighties video, that physical. Well, that's like, what, well, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. When I get physical, physical. And she's like, and there's all the, the, or I guess it's not, I guess it's actually called body talk. I think is the actual yeah, body talk. Yeah. yeah. But like just her and the, the fat guy who played caster and Popeye, I remember is in the video. <laughs> And it's basically just her kind of a kind of abusing these overweight men, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, uh, you know she so she had a lot of uh, pops uh, pop uh, hits, uh, and then even and started a few musicals. You know, um, you know, Grease is probably the most well known one uh, where she plays Sandy. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, God, think about how many times you've ever gone. Well, I know you don't really go out to karaoke, but. For a long time, you'd always have the two people singing "Summer Nights." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh god! It's actually, I remember. I think it was God. Who was it? Back when I was in Stillwater, when I'd still do it. I think it was Schumann and Jolene, maybe that would always sing it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not all that taken with the with grease like some people are oh yeah. i love grease and i'm like yeah no i'm man. like it's a it's a musical uh, <laughs> it's so weird it's not one of the best either no but it's um but people love it for some yeah. reason you don't have to you don't have to change the races of people to play that you know <laughs> to, to fill out the characters of grease <laughs> maybe something that we should have done in oklahoma state <laughs> In 2004 or three, whenever that was. What you talking about, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. We looked really Latino. We looked really racistly Latino. <laughs> you looked Indian. I know. Like like East yeah, I Indian. I could have been Pakistani. Don't be a racist. Yeah, well, East Indian or Pakistan. Indo-Pak. You were some sort of... Stop being racist. Yeah. You were some sort of Punjab or... or uh... Parsi. Oh god, but uh, but no, um, you know she was also in Xanadu, um, but uh, you know which was kind of a it was a movie it was kind of another one of those like oh we're trying to we're trying to you know capitalize on the success of Greece and it didn't really hit the way they wanted. Well, but... no, because it was about it. It was kind of like Citizen Kane, like it was about Hearst Castle, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Because it's that's it was called that's what Xanadu. Xanadu was called yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so Ugh. yeah, it's like, it, and it, it was roller skating, like roller disco, yeah, about Hearst Castle called Xanadu. I, I don't know, yeah. it was, I, I never knew what it was about, really. Yeah. I don't really um, think they knew, but and then but when I looked like... it up, and then when I looked it up to see what it was about, I knew even less what it was about because it just didn't make sense. So the whole thing, I think, was supposed to be like a dream or something, yeah. But even aside aside from her her acting work, her uh, and her music work, um, 
she was actually a huge advocate because uh, uh, she had, you know, unfortunately and, and inevitably came back, but she was a breast cancer survivor. And was yeah, and that's, that's the sad yeah. part because yeah. when I read her thing about her death notice, it said she had been dealing with breast cancer for like 30 years yeah. off and on. So yeah. she really dealt with it. Yeah. And she, you know, she was a huge voice on like, you know, getting, you know, a, a cancer research and like, you know, you know, trying to get, you know, trying to get to take out cancer early. Um, and yeah. And then that's the irony is that unfortunately, like you, she survived so many years ago and only for it to come back and hit her. But I mean, you know, I mean, it, it still, I mean, like she lit, like even after surviving it, as you said, she still lived 30 years after, you know, after surviving it so i mean that's yeah. a pretty good run i mean she got to see, she well, got yeah, to see but people it, around it her like grow somebody, up and... it wasn't like somebody who survives it and then lives the rest of their life she dealt with it off and on throughout yeah. her life yeah um so that's a little i mean it, it sadder i guess because yeah. she didn't get to just be cancer free you know it kept coming back but yeah. Well, a lot of times, and that's the and thing. And she kept with, beating it. With cancer is that, like, certain cancers are so aggressive that, because I've, I've known plenty of uh, plenty of instances in my life, unfortunately, where someone has beat cancer, and they're like, oh, and they're so happy, and then only for, like, okay, a year or two later, it's back, and it's even worse than it was last time. Because yeah. it's, like, it's just, like, sometimes it just comes back so aggressively, and you keep fighting and fighting, until you know there's nothing you know there's well another another prime example is um uh maynard james keenan's mother who that's what the song that's what the album Ten Thousand days is about because that's how long she lived after being uh diagnosed with cancer so mm. I mean, I uh, yep it's true mm. um uh, but anyhow living in john she was 73 years old uh she died on the 8th so yeah she died like literally a day after uh roger uh mosley um and like yeah. leaves, that, leaves, leaves an incredible she's another person she she should be proud of the the work she left behind 153 soundtrack credits 90 acting credits and uh 100 archive footage credits so yeah, no, she and, and was and uh, was a composer on uh, several projects as well. So, no, she you know she left behind an incredible body of work. So, R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John, you will be missed. Uh, was there another person? Oh, no. Clue Gulliger. Uh, yeah, uh, and he's which yeah he um uh if well if you're a fan of uh of um you know living dead horror movies you know who clue Gulliger is because he has one of the best scenes in return of the living dead uh in the it's the scene in which the tar man gets uh his his block knocked off in fact that's <laughs> what uh, clue Gulliger even says like open the door i'm gonna knock its block off <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh he was actually uh he was in Oklahoma, uh an Oklahoma actor. Yep, uh, Holdenville. Yep. Um got his start, I think one of his first, I forget if it was his first movie or definitely one of his first, uh was the last picture show. Um and uh he had a hundred and sixty-five uh movie credits. Um 
he like I said, he's another one of those just always working actors. Um, God, I'm trying. Let's see here. Got his start. Got his you know like many people uh, actors of his generation. He got his start on television. Um, you know he was on like the Goodyear Playhouse. You know where they would do like stuff like Our Town and all that stuff, like live productions of Our Town or uh, Death or I guess Death of a Salesman wasn't a thing there, but but stage plays. Um, and then he was also in Wanted, Dead or Alive. Um, was in uh, where's it? Uh, uh, river river boat on elm street yes well he was in he was in the second nightmare on elm street uh which was the uh the one that is uh, many people have called the first gay horror movie because you have instead of a uh female protect you know female protagonist being um being chased by freddie it's a male and he has very effeminate he has a very effeminate scream and there's even stuff about how like oh whenever you know he's he he leaves he leaves his girlfriend to go talk to his quote unquote best friend who's a guy. <laughs> so, uh, but no, as I said, Clue Gulier, uh, his kind of like his one of his biggest hits was or his first big hit was being in the Last Picture Show in '71, which was um, uh, what's his face uh, Peter Bogdanovich's uh, uh, well-known film, uh, and that was also the movie one of the first movies that Jeff Bridges and uh, Timothy Bottoms as well as uh, Civil Shepherd all started and kind of started their careers. Um, he was in, like I said, really big in TV. He was in Bonanza, Matri- or Mannix. Um, and then in the 80s, let me skip forward because that's kind of where he was a little more notable in, in movies. Um, him, it's like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. He, like I said, he has 160, you know, at 165 uh movies or that he was in it's a little hard to hard to get from one decade to the other um quincy chips uh mm. was he an emergency probably <laughs> i didn't doubt it but i've already i'm not going back to look he's a night rider was he in um, love everybody was in love, love boat yeah who wasn't um but he's in Riptide, Airwolf, Magnum PI. <laughs> oh, we've come back to Magnum PI. Yeah, um, full circle. Simon and Simon. Um, oh, you. Oh, he was in. Uh, he was in The Hidden, which I remember that was one of those sci-fi movies that um, the, that the poster pretty much gives away everything. Uh, yeah. It's something like where like there's like the space slug that possesses people. Do you remember that one? It had um, it had uh, Kyle McLaughlin in it, and oh. uh, yeah, and then like yeah, Clue Gulliger I think is one of the people that gets possessed by the space club. Um, but yeah, and like it was it was a uh, but if you look at the movie poster, it basically shows you it. It pretty much ruins the. It's one of those that kind of ruins the movie because it shows you everybody that the space slug uh, and uh, like possesses, and so it's like yeah. Well, <laughs> but uh but I don't know, it was always fun. it was one of those movies that would come on like cable and I always loved watching. Um uh he was also in uh let's see here. Um oh for, for a minute there I thought that was Al Weird Al Yankovic, but it wasn't. Uh apparently he was oh apparently he was on uh he was on Beavis and Butthead. He played Anderson's War Buddy. Oh <laughs> 
Um, he was in the uh, the Feast movie, or the first Feast movie. I guess he was in both of them, which was the Feast, if you recall, was the uh, Project Greenlight uh, horror movie that uh, uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and I forget the other guy who was uh, Project Greenlight, uh, Greenlight uh, 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 produced. Um, and I think his son actually directed those as well. Uh, yeah, John Gulliger. So, uh, but yeah, and his, the last, I guess, oh, he was in three of those. Uh, and the last thing he worked in was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he plays Bookstore Man, which I've still yet to see that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I bet there's feet in it. Uh, <laughs> but anywho, uh, but yeah, so as I said, he had, you know, he he had a lot of, he he, he worked a lot. So it was, let's see here, where I lost him. Dang it, stupid thing, glue gooligger. There you are. Um, and he was 93 years old and died of natural causes, obviously. Um, you know, did not, you know, can't, can't complain with that career. You know, that's a, I mean, that, that dude worked, you know, and as we said, you know, uh, he's part of a dying breed because, Character actors are getting becoming few and far between. So, yep. R.I.P. Clue Gulliger. All right. Um, does that cover about everything? As I was just saying, we've been we've been going on here for a minute. So. Yeah, I think that's everyone. All right. Um, anything? Any other information? Anything before we call it call it good? Um. Conserve your water, people. Mm. Well, and that's why uh, that's why all these rich people are buying water rights. So it's just like uh, Chinatown. Yeah, so they can shoot them all to Mars. Yep, they're gonna take. All, they're taking all the water with them. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, uh, I know this will probably not make it in time, but hey, next Wednesday. There is going to be a live reading of Ashes Issue One uh, at uh, the Grafton Pub. No, um, oh, posted by Tuesday. Oh, you'll you'll have this posted by Tuesday. Okay, I well, should, as long well, as not too well, apathetic. Well, for those well for those of you listening in the Chicago area, um, yeah, we will be doing a live reading of Ashes Issue One uh, with me and a few other voice actors. Um, it's going to be done like an old radio play. We're going to have, uh, sound effects, uh, some, uh, tonal music, and then we'll also be projecting, uh, the panels on a screen. So if you can make it come there, uh, it's at the Grafton pub. It's at 4530 North Lincoln Avenue in Chicago. So be there or don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. See, you better be there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, baby farts McGee's axe. <laughs> Space cash. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. So thanks uh, for listening to us, folks. Uh, remember, if you like what it is that we do here, please remember to like, sh- uh, subscribe, and most importantly, share this podcast with others. It's the dog days of summer. What else are you going to do? You know? Yeah. So back. You can pack this in your kid's lunchbox and they can play it at lunchtime. Mm. And they'll wonder, why does that guy get beeped so much? (laughs) He talks funny. (laughs) He's got a dirty mouth. Mm.
All right. Well, folks, see, uh, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Dark. Bye. Bye.